Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Hello and welcome to the club that is that kind of nerd. A show. <laughs> it, yes. yes, it is. I can confirm it is indeed a show. Okay, I I, I want I just wanted to see what your reaction was. It is a show where we talk about what we're passionate about. And I, because the universe has been cosmically corrected, get to judge what these fine gentlemen want to talk about or how they talk about it. Um, so <clears throat> I am joined today by my competitors, CJ Mellon and Joshua Burns. What up? Hello. And... Today, I'm excited for today's episode, just okay. because I'm hosting. Things have been corrected. Uh, but before we jump in, wanted to uh, talk to you guys about uh, you know anything anything interesting happened over the past week in your nerdy lives. Uh, more tattoos. Excellent. Yeah. Um, continuing the same sleeve? Uh, yeah, the, the dragon on the um, kind of uh, bicep, tricep. Of my left arm, mm. it's fierce. Love the love the step tattoos makes all the things good, right? Speaking of dragons, I watched the House of Dragon last week. Oh, yeah. me too. You did, Josh. Okay, I, did. I know CJ didn't because CJ is. I abstain. Um, this isn't my topic for this week, but I did. I did just want to get a quick primer. Uh Josh, what, what were your thoughts as a huge fan of, of GOT? Um, as it, I, I actually had, there was a, I was texting about this, uh, with Craig on Monday and, um, you know, I, I, I basically, um, like I, my first reaction was this is good setup. Like I, I like what I see from episode one. It was, you know, um, mostly pleasant with some violence for good measure. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, the violence was as brutal as you'd expect. The, the thing that I, I, I really like about it is is basically they're saying, um, you don't know anything about this right now. Like, this is, they made it very clear this is, um, you know, 200 years before Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, yeah they have a whole um, little paragraph. Su- super, super clear. You have no idea what's going on here. This is 100 years into the Targaryens' rule. It's been peaceful for 60 years. Which also should tell you, like, oh, all right, well, that's why, that's why, you know, Game of Thrones was such a shit show. Like, Robert Baratheon had only been on the throne for a few years, and uh, it took 40 years for the Targaryens to, to really achieve mm-hmm. a peaceful seven kingdoms, and, and that makes sense. So, like, I'm, I'm okay. They've, they've done a good job introducing the characters and setting up the story um, of the House of Targaryen, and, and we'll see what happens with. Um, kind of everybody else as it develops. I, I mean, you have to. The key here is like we know that the Targaryens continued to rule for another two centuries. So, right. not a whole lot of you know that's throne changing hands. Get, like twenty right? seasons out of this show, right? Like that's right. And I, you know, give me, <clears throat> give me, give me it all. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought Matt Smith was was good. Um, I thought that the um. The cast, like the cast in general, I I, I like. Like mm-hmm. I don't have any, I don't have any issues at this point. And because it's a story we don't know anything about, I think it's great. I have issues. I'm on the. I fence. don't see how. I'm very much how. on the fence. I, I watched that first episode and I, I was I, I was not. I'm going to give it a couple more. Obviously, 
my main thing with this first episode is that to to your point, it was a it was a setup episode that I did not need over an hour of setup. In fact, I knew exactly what this show was going to be about from a three minute trailer. So I did not need an hour to tell me what I already knew from a three minute trailer that I had. You don't know any of the characters. I don't need to know any of the characters. Of just course yet. you need to know <laughs> the characters. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You don't need to know any of the no. characters? You don't know any of them. My All you know is, is that they're Targaryens. Listen, my point is you could you you develop characters over season longs, not over an hour long episode. All they did was I mean, introduce the Targaryens. And uh, they did they did a lot more planting the seed of things that Here's I, a Stark, here's a high tower, yeah. here's Yeah. Here's it, a Tyrell. It was, Here's it was a, like it was like this guy's from Dorne. It was like the ex-boyfriend coming to me, being like, "Oh my gosh, oh, uh, remember nope, me? Remember nope. me?" I, I already, like, I already super hate your perspective. Even, even like right down I to the super theme song, fucking hate it. I right super down to hate the it. theme song, they're like, "Hey, remember Game of Thrones?" We'll, we'll throw in this riff from Game of Thrones. Nope. Hey, the I main character it. is doing the worst impersonation of Danny Targaryen. Hey, remember the Starks? Hey, you're viewing everything you through a Game of Thrones lens, and you can't. This is how but, I would sound if I watched this. This is great. They want me to view it. No, they exact, don't. Yes, they, they do. want you they, to look at it with new eyes. They did they, did they put a lest I gouge thing. out your eyes and give you new eyes and say now you can see it because you're not using your stupid biased eyes. Josh, they want me to view this as a Game of Thrones fan. This show is made for Game of Thrones fans. You can sit there and talk about the the paragraph all you want, that paragraph at the beginning is essentially just saying, hey, don't try to, you know, predict where this is going because we're 200 years in the future. It's saying you past. don't know anything about this because it's 200 years until the stuff that you know. But they're so, already, hey, look at it like it's but then, different. But then I don't need the glory shot of House Lannister. I don't need the glory shot of, hey, someone from Winterfell. Like, you then undo everything that paragraph does by trying to invoke Game of Thrones right down to the damn theme song having Game of Thrones touches in it. You try no, to No, you're invoke, saying, look, it's the same kingdom, but this is a different story. They're trying to story. invoke the positive feelings right, I have let's, for that let's, show. Let's, let's, uh, let's not fight no, too much about... No, no, I'm just saying. Listen, it's, listen I'm why, just, why, it's why, only the why, first why, episode. Why? It's only in the first episode, and like Which I said... Is, here, then why are you going hard on it? Because, you're, you're, because I'm already skeptical, and there's already things in the show that I see coming out over a season or two that I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it if it goes the way I think it's going to go. I'm not going to say anything right now because it's a, it's a prediction, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm already a little worried about how this okay. show is going to affect the, the main Game of Thrones show. Now, Josh, completely respect your opinion. I'm going to give you five points for having an opinion, so congratulations, Josh. Uh, but I'm going to subtract five points for it being the wrong opinion. So, yep. um, if you weren't wearing a baby as a fashion accessory, I'd throw something at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's the cutest little kid ever. So you can't. Uh, well, I just didn't. Try. I just I stipulated right. <laughs> and and because it's your baby, clearly it's the cutest baby ever. I, I understand. But you're you you are wearing him as as a fashion accessory, and that accessory, if I threw something, would become a shield through no fault of your own. Indeed, indeed, yes, and and, and we we don't want that. But anyway, now that I got Josh getting riled up, um, <laughs> let's talk about our topics. So um, I will um, go ahead and uh, let's flip a coin. Let's choose chaos and let's flip a coin to see who goes first. Josh, do you want to be heads or tails? Uh, always tails. Always blue. Always blue. That's right. Mm-hmm. Tails. 
All right. Siri says it's tails. So Josh, you get to go first. Awesome. Um, I have only one thing I want to talk about, but before I, I, I do talk about that thing, I want to say, uh, Apple announced a September 7th event. Mm-hmm. Yay. I New mean, iPhone. isn't that normally the, the norm? It right? is, but I'm saying it because I got the email the other day and I'm super excited about it. And they uh, announced the this year's going to be weird, event. man. This year's going to be really No, this weird. year might not. It might, it might, it might be Josh isn't getting an iPhone again, right? I, I didn't get the, the iPhone 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but Did you get the 13? Are, I got 13 Pro Max. Yeah. Okay. Um, because it was, it was significantly different than the 11 Pro Max that I had, right? So I, I upgraded. Um, and if, if the, the 14 pro max is significantly better than the 13 pro max, I I will likely do that. And, and, you know, we'll see. Um, but I just, you know, I'm excited about it and we should see it in, uh, you know, just, just about a month or so. Um, my topic, however, is an article that I found whilst flipping boards and, um, love flipping boards. It is about, um, our favorite topic. Um, it is not about Movie Pass, and it won't be about Movie Pass. Josh, ever. plus two points for pointing out the ridiculousness of Movie Pass. Thank you. Yeah, it'll never. I be would about like that. you to know we had three listeners send me Movie Pass stuff. Going, <laughs> did you see this? Yes, I saw it. All of you who are sending it to me, yes, I saw it. <laughs> Hard pass. It is that uh, DC has now. Uh, DC has now said officially. Um, we know we need to be more like Marvel. Um, and they've even said, basically, we think that it probably should be Jeff Johns, but we're not going to make it Jeff Johns. Anyway. Executives in a suit. Looking at um, spreadsheets. That's all they do. So uh, they were like, you know, there was a guy. He was a producer and he was he was, you know, uh, he he was at one point working on a George Miller uh, directed mm. Justice League thing. Um, I don't know if you guys know. You know, it was 13 years ago. We, you know, he was producing it. It never got made, but we still think probably he's the right guy to replace Hamada. And uh, and so, you know, they're they're really going hard on Dan Lin, um, and still not Jeff Johns because they think that Dan Lin could be the Kevin Feige. Um, even though he has nothing to do with uh, comic books at all. And he's a producer. Um, and I went, oh, man, DC, you were so close. And then you fucked it up again. <laughs> now, they haven't they haven't officially named anybody, obviously. But they're like, you know, we you know, we really we really like clearly like what Marvel's done. It makes total sense to us now in hindsight. Um, and you know, you know, we were even looking at Kevin Feige at one point, um, but you know, he, he did the Marvel thing. Um, and you know, we've seen some great success with guys like Jeff Johns and Greg Berlanti. Um, so we're not going to choose either of them. We're going to go with this guy. Fuck him. Why, why, why apply logic though? Um, and I just went, I'm reading, I'm reading. I'm like, Oh, they said Jeff Johns. They said Greg Berlanti. And then they said somebody else. Who had a failed who had a failed project? Yep, yep. This checks out. It's a good move, guys. I'm looking them up on the Hollywood Reporter, right? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Hollywood Reporter. He was the Josh producer plus behind. One point for uh, pointing out the ridiculousness. Continue. <laughs> he is the producer behind the Lego Movie, uh, Godzilla vs Kong, 
And then the what? upcoming Avatar The Last Airbender series. <laughs> the, the new Netflix and uh, live action one that looks pretty, no, pretty I good. I know, I know, I know. But in, in, wow, in all fairness, that's, he uh, is also, in all fairness, he is also the producer of both Sherlock Holmes movies starring Robert Downey Jr. Um, he was a... Look, if that brings Guy Ritchie uh, to the DCU, <laughs> I think it'd be a huge mistake, but enter- an entertaining one. I mean... Anything is good at this point, right? Um, unaccompanied minor. Although, what if Guy Ritchie just what if Guy Ritchie wrote and directed like a Vandal Savage, just a Vandal Savage movie? What? What? See that? That's that's a really good point. What? What hero would Guy Ritchie do a good DC film about? Green Arrow. He already did Robin Hood, right? We can just we just give him that. Oh, he did King Arthur. He that's did right. King Arthur. Minus one point for not knowing your freaking director's dipshit. Which was amazing. <laughs> wow, that was a very harsh deduction, Brian. <laughs> Makes me angry that you don't know that. Minus one point. I, I, I'm I, seriously, I'm looking at this guy's IMDb list for producers. And I, I listen, I get it. Until you produce something big, you're, you're not doing a whole bunch. But like the frequency TV, uh, TV Both show. Sherlock Holmes. Are he did Lethal know, Weapon, Josh. He was an executive producer on no, Lethal Weapon. I, I'm fine. EPs don't actually have anything to do with anything. Um, it, to answer your question very directly, Brian, the the answer is Guy Ritchie would be perfect for Constantine. You're absolutely right. So, uh, however, Netflix is already kind of doing Constantine. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that would work, right? Because it would it, there wouldn't be any crossover. Well, considering with that, although Warner Brothers you, is you, doing the you, Flash, and we're doing the Flash, and it's on the CW, like. If, if you place. haven't, if you haven't yet watched Sandman, uh, Clara, I'm, the, I'm looking forward the impossible to girl is is a decent Constantine. I am looking forward to it. Plus one point for mentioning Constantine, Josh. CJ, you've got some ground to make up, so you better say something. Real, I see how real, this. Real I see how the, I see how this episode is going to go. By the way, this, this, this is retribution good. for the cast. This okay. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to end with no, negative I mean, points. So, so so listen. I mean, as far as like producers go, right? And like again, I'm not competing, so I don't want to. Take up all the airtime. He has some good stuff behind him. He, he, he did it and it chapter two, which I, I both I, I love. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, he did both Sherlock Holmes movies. He was a producer on the Lego Batman movie. Um, he was a producer on both Lego movies. So I mean, Inspector Gadget. He's got some good stuff. He's got some shit. Let's let's face. I mean, and and you know what? Whatever you all want to say, I really enjoy Godzilla versus Kong. So did I. Yeah. Nope. For the record, absolutely. So did Sometimes I. Sometimes I just want to watch a giant dragon beat up a giant monkey. That is all I'm looking for. You know? So, like, he's got some good stuff to him. All of this thing, all of these things that you're saying are 100% accurate. Right. All and, of these and, things are good. And right? what I was going to say is he I, didn't create a Sherlock Holmes universe. I, and I think, to your point, what qualifies this guy as a DC? Nothing. To head up DC. Lego Batman. That's it. No. The Lego movie. He, did, he, he did also did Lego Batman, Batman movies too. Which, yeah, okay, fine. Okay, but, really, but how, I mean, how steeped in DC mythology are, is the Lego Batman movie? Right, it's not. Put it right? in air quotes. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that's DC on his on his. So, resume. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, and, and the problem is, Josh Jeff Johns has a lot of controversy around him because he went down with J- Joss Whedon, and I think it would have been a big mistake for us to say, okay, this is guy. So maybe this is the guy who is going to work with the guy who's going to do the thing. Who knows, right? And that that might be it, right? And we know that producers really need to be more uh, 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 <laughs> like a diplomatic liaison than, than anything else. However, they need to have, I think, uh, if they're going to head up a major project like this, 
some sort of vision that is more than just bringing people together. And that's like, look, we, the, the CW crossovers are really some of the best cohesive television story arcs I've ever watched. Absolutely. And that is difficult to pull off. And, and Berlanti did it perfectly. Did he do it with, with other producers and directors and writers? Absolutely. But it, it, it was his vision that was executed and it was done. I mean, how many crossover, how many crossovers have they done now? Four? They, they did at least four crossovers from the inception of Arrow. And Crisis on Infinite Earth was, was really complicated and really good. Incredibly complicated. And it, and and it included was, five different series, right? It was so compelling. It was really, really outstanding. And like in a lot of ways, in my opinion, like on par with Marvel, what Marvel did. Not, not same scale. Not, I'm, not, I'm not comparing it scale wise. But like in terms of story, mm-hmm. on par. Yeah. Absolutely. You you give that story a big budget. That's yes. a pretty damn good movie. Big budget I, and huge names I would, and I you'd would, have a an amazing universe. I would argue oh. What? You'll get your chance to speak in a second. I, I would argue even more so as much as I did enjoy Crisis on Infinite Earth, I enjoyed and I forget what they called it, the crossover with the evil Justice League. Oh, way more. And I think that would work as a film too. To to your point, you know, it was a two and a half hour crossover event. Give me a big budget. Give me all the special effects in the world. Give me the star power. That's fantastic. I completely agree with you. If not Jeff Johnson, Greg Berlanti. And and let's face it, we're we're winding down the Berlantiverse. It's over. Was it the Elseworlds or Invasion? It's not Invasion. Invasion is with the Dominator, so it must be Elseworlds. CJ, you wanted to say something and try to accrue some points here. Go ahead. Uh, not trying to get points at this point. I, I know that's a use clause. So the the big Plus goal one for point this for recognizing your position, <laughs> CJ. For, for the the big thing for this, right? If you're going to be the helm of the DCEU, is you need to attract talent. And when we look at that, it's I don't think necessarily that's an actor problem, right? I think you can get good actors. I think if you look at the state of Warner Brothers right now, you need to get good directors and good creatives, right? And I'm looking at Dan Lin's resume, and and I love Berlanti also, right? The the question is, who can really kind of come to a director and say, sell me a vision that fits within this box but still lets you do something? And um, that's going to be the toughest thing because, I mean, even if you look at Chris Nolan, who had, like, the best relationship with Warner Brothers, he just left for Universal, right? So, like, it's hard right now, especially with all the chaos and canceling movies, to keep or get, I should say, attract good talent to come do a Warner Brothers DC movie, right, that's going to attract directors with a point of view that can actually make something good, right? Patty Jenkins was a good find. Um, Listen, Zack Snyder had a point of view. I don't agree with the point of view, but he had a point of view, so I'll I'll take it. But if you look at Aquaman, and even if you want to compare this to, you know, uh, Marvel, we had about two or three directors for Thor before we got, you know, Taika and, and actually got a point of view out of that character, I, this is going to be hard. And I don't know if looking at his resume, that tells me, yes, this is the guy who's going to help get the talent to have a direction, to have a clear point of view and get a director that can actually execute on that. It's a tough job for anybody, anybody who takes this over because Warner Brothers itself and DC itself is not going to be the selling point. It's going to have to be who's the helm, who's the guy that you answer to. So whoever takes this job, freaking tough luck, man. It is going to be hard. 
So TJ, we'll very see. strong, well-spoken point, plus one for the point. But I, I do think it's half half the, the story here, right? I think you're absolutely right. I need to be able to attract talent that's going to be able to have a vision for these movies, right, individually. But what Kevin Feige does, because he has last say on, on all the casting as well, he's able to recognize talent. It's not just about who's big right now. And that's that's been that's been the, the problem right now, right? Like I think the most unsung quote unquote cast that we have in the DCEU right now was probably I, I mean I maybe Gal Gadot, but she was already pretty big from the Fast Furious franchise, right? No. Um, Gal Gal is not a huge okay, So so probably This is what made her a star. Probably her, right? But other than that, like you've got like big names. Momoa was a big name. He had Game of Thrones before Aquaman, right? Like, he was known. Ben Affleck is known. It is known. Like, you know, Jesse Eisenberg, known, right? Like, and and I think part of the problem is we're just trying to attach flashiness to without substance, right? Jesse Eisenberg, flashy name, did not bring anything to Lex Luthor. Should not have been in that role. You know, I don't understand why why we wouldn't, you know, look, you, you give me the helm, Right, and I'm bringing in Berlanti, and I'm saying, listen, um, you know what's happened a lot recently? Kevin Smith has slammed us. You should get Kevin Smith. Bring Kevin Smith with you, <laughs> just to I be would, a consultant or a writer. I would love. I would a love writer, to see writer, Kevin and, Smith. and a and a director, uh, uh, creative director. Okay, I was gonna say I wouldn't let. Uh, I would not give him a feature to direct on the DC. It, and he I, doesn't sounds want mean. it. If right. you ever, no, no, no. If no, you but, you know, him, but you bring him in to help write and right. be the yes. creative Correct. director. Absolutely. It's like and, they and, give and this job to Kevin Josh, Smith. <laughs> Josh. No, I'm, Josh, I'm just kidding. Kevin Smith. Plus one point for A, mentioning Kevin Smith because, you know, I, I do love him. And B, it's a great idea, right? Forget about the fact that, like, he's been he, – he has definitely, you know, been harsh. How much the would the past. fans love Warner Brothers for going, you know what? This guy slammed us. We should we should trust him a little bit with the vision. You give him first pass at every script. You let him – you give him the outline. You say – Kevin Smith writes the outline says, hey, this is where your universe should go. And he actually – so I, I don't know how – how he's laid out plans. And I, I don't know – I don't know if you guys have uh, listened to any of his podcasts. I do. And on a recent episode of his podcast, Fat Man Beyond – he that he was asked the same question I kind of asked you guys a couple of weeks ago, right? Like, hey, you're given the universe. What do you do? And first and foremost, he's been very vocal. He's like, I don't I don't want it. He's like, I don't want it because I, I enjoy way more being a fan than being that involved in the creative process. Um, and but he did say, listen, you, you've got to start from square one. You've got to reboot and you got to start with Superman. And you got to do a good Superman film. And, you know, from there you you kind of branch out. And I think that's a strong plan. So here's what you do to Josh's point, right? Kevin Smith, write us an outline. We want the next two and a half years of films. What should they look like? Go. Have him write the outline. You give that outline to a bunch of screenwriters. You say, give us a first draft. You run that first draft past Kevin Smith. And he says, you're on the right track. Or no, you need to change all of this. And then you go from there. Um, I think I think that's an absolutely wonderful, spectacular idea. I already gave you a point for it, so, Josh, but yeah. That's wonderful, just, and Warner Brothers will not do that because Warner Brothers. Right? Well, we can hope. Right? <laughs> I, I would love to hope, but uh, uh, history has taught me uh, that Warner Brothers is not to be trusted with a wonderful idea. So, Listen, uh, CJ, dare to dream. That's all I have to say. But, I mean, 
You're you're right. You're right. And you'll get plus one for your rightness. I'm going to bring the Blum brothers onto this and be like, all right, now you guys make the DCEU. We got Blumhouse DC. Listen, I, I'm down for anything at this point. The, 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 the fact is that things need to change. They are changing. Everybody is very unhappy with some changes, including us, right? But, like, you know, once all the dust settles and this is all cleared up and we have the people in places that we need to put in, just we'll see. We'll see what it would. But I will say this, and this is just a personal pet peeve of mine. If we're going to move forward in any sort of successful route, that Flash movie has got to go. It just oh, yeah. can't. It's got to go. Absolutely. We, we need but, to, you we, know, I've they already pushed back Shazam and they pushed back Warner. Uh, they pushed back Aquaman already. Right. They just pushed those movies back. Like, I think they're realizing that, well, we may have some more tax write offs in, in our near future. I'm curious. I'm curious that the reason and they were very ambiguous, as they always <laughs> super are. vague about it. Yeah. I'm curious if the reason is we're going to try and do a couple of reshoots to kind of make this fit into a, a better plan. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but Josh, I think that was a, a wonderful discussion. Do you have any other points that you want to lay down uh, before we move on? No. Um, listen, uh, Warner Brothers, both. I, I am available on a contract basis, but I, I, I also <laughs> believe that um, you know you'd be you'd be getting a great value just contracting that kind of nerd. There you go to help you out with this. Perfect. We're open to it. I'm absolutely open to it. Um, cool. All righty. Well. You know what? I'm going to present a challenge to this podcast next week. I'm going to present a challenge that says none of us can bring up DC next episode. I got to tell you, um, I like I I can't I can't agree to that because we don't know if they're going to step on their dick this week. I didn't know that the horse knew how to use the elevator. <laughs> Literally, <every laughs> That is DC this week. I didn't know he could do that. I always, I always like, I flip, I flip boards as well, Josh, and I'm always flipping boards and saying, I'm going to find something to talk about that has nothing to do with Warner Brothers or DC. And then to your point, Josh, they step on themselves. And I'm like, well, I have to. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah. uh, Like, I, I, listen, if they don't make a major blunder, 100%. Yep. I won't bring them up. Excellent. All right. CJ, uh, what do you uh, bring to the table to be judged accordingly? Um, I, I do have a topic. I do want to do a quick bit of follow up uh, that reminded me of, of of something, and I think it's a, a a conversation I had with Josh, where we were talking about uh, movies and their budgeting and uh, how things are successful. And I, I definitely defer to you, uh, being the expert, because what I said was was you take the budget of the movie and then like you doubled it, and then that was your advertising budget, which is which is wrong, right? And I was reminded it's, it's wrong, but it's a I was reminded of, of a great uh, uh, interview by Matt Damon of Hot Ones on Hot Ones, where he talked about, uh, talked to a studio executive who explained that if a movie had a $25 million budget, he would have to put that much money into print advertising and marketing. So the budget is now $50 million. So back to Josh's point of him being right uh, even more, uh, Matt Damon, uh, Josh, uh, gave you the hard, hardcore facts that you indeed were correct, and I was an idiot. So I wanted to make sure that I came with receipts and said, yep, you were right, and I was wrong, so you can have CJ that. CJ plus one for saying those words that I always love to hear. 
I am an idiot. <laughs> um, all right. So here's what I did. And, and uh, Brian, you, you, you didn't, uh, I'm not going to hold it against him. I'm just saying, uh, you didn't ask me what I did this nerdy weekend, but that's okay. I, I asked both of you. Uh, and, and, and Josh, Josh took it around as Josh does because uh, he had a better weekend than I did. Cause I sat there. I was like, I moved everything over to a new Synology server and I made sure that everything worked. <laughs> I went to see Top Gun Maverick for the 18th time. Uh, I did see Top Gun. Just, I uh, last night. I saw a mediocre movie last, once again. Oh, how dare you? Last night I went to the uh drive-in movie theater for the last time of the season uh and i did see i both i saw minions the riser grew which was a fucking snorefest it's, it's mignon. Mignon. mignon and then i saw uh top gun maverick 4 and i counted now brian the fifth time uh since, since it's come out and uh yeah, yeah i put the 4k version on the server i was very happy anyway uh but the other thing i did after i did all that was i need to test my server and i need to make sure that everything's working because i give it to these other two nerds so they can watch movies right they can Watch my my collection of movies, and when things fall off of trucks, they can watch it too. And I was like, okay, I'm going to press the random button on Plex. And Dangerous. I'm going to watch whatever movie comes just to see. Feeling scandalous. Would it, would, it, would it kick up? Does the server work? And it served me the uh, the movie Fighting With My Family. Love it. Right? The, 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 it is a, a 2019 movie uh, starring Florence Pugh. I think it was the first thing I've seen Florence Pugh in. Uh, it's got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Vince Vaughn, Leah Henney, uh, Nick Frost. Great talent in this movie. Uh, and I watched the whole damn thing. I was just trying to test, would you serve me a movie? And I was like, well, you have my fucking attention. And yeah. uh, well, You've seen that before. I though, love right? Yeah, movie. we spent like an yes. hour okay. talking about it on yeah. the podcast. This, this was on, yeah, out. this was one of a, uh, this was a, a, a Patreon movie that I, I gushed right. out. Loved it. But... Um, I was looking at it and I did a little more research to it and uh, it, its budget was uh, uh, $11 million, right? The opening weekend gross for this movie in the US and Canada was $138,000. Yeah, well, anytime anytime yeah. you put a rock in a movie, you're guaranteed some money eventually. Right. Uh, it eventually got there worldwide, but it took a very long time. This had a long curve to it. Right. Uh, right. And, and because it's an underrated movie, right? It, because you can't make a biopic about page and be like everybody's Everyone's gonna, gonna, gonna see, want to see it Nobody i had no knows. interest in seeing right. it but i saw it and then i was like right. i like wrestling or do i just really <laughs> like this care i don't know what's happening it's, here you like florence but I, she's it was before wonderful. again before we knew how wonderful florence Pugh was right uh but i i remember leaving that movie going i may i want to watch i want to watch wrestling what <laughs> this, this is odd to me uh but it reminded me it's such an underrated movie and it's it's a really good one and i'm thinking about the last five years and i'm thinking of movies like yesterday and fighting with my family that I think are are severely underrated, and I would like to hear from from you two. What is your favorite, or what is a, a movie that you enjoy that is an underrated movie of just the last five years, right? Just just in recent times, uh, something that just kind of flew under the radar. CJ, I'm going to give you a point because I'm going to watch Fighting with My Family later tonight if I ever get some time. Use use the Plex, my good sir. Uh, I own, I own it. I don't I don't need the Plex for that. Um, I'll give you three for one. Ooh. Uh, and, and I don't have any box office numbers to back this up. I'll, but I'll get it for you. It, you no, you won't, because okay. it was a Netflix film. Oh, well, then I won't. Um, and it's, only, it's as recent as last year. Last year, um, and we might have briefly talked about this, that last year there was a trilogy of movies called Fear Street dropped on Netflix. Um, horror, horror anthology series, not anthology, excuse me, but a horror trilogy um, started with Fear Street 1994, then the next week they dropped Fear Street 1978. Then they dropped Fear Street 1666, I think. And the concept was based on an R.L. Stein book, 
about this town that is cursed and we're kind of following it. And the curse is essentially turning randomly, turning people into slasher villains. Guy walking around with a knife or an axe and taking out people at a summer camp, things like that, right? Really, really interesting film. It was way better than I expected it to be. And I don't ever hear anybody talking about it. I, I, I think for the weeks or like the month that it was like dropping, people talked about it and anybody who saw it really liked it. But then after that, much like anything else that Netflix does, it just disappears like a fart in the wind, and no one's talked about it since. I thought this was, this was probably one of the best set of horror films I've seen in a very long time. It was totally original, um, and you know, especially the 1994 film, like it just oozed the 90s, right down to all the needle drops and the music and everything. Like it was very well done uh, and extremely enjoyable. I will warn you: if you do not like blood or guts and slashers, this is not the film for you. It's very bloody, but it was so fun. It was very cool. I highly enjoyed it. I think that was pretty pretty are, are, unsung for the past year. Are we talking Tarantino bloody or uh, James Gunn super bloody? I'd say it's a little bit in between. The kill, the kills that are in it are inventive. That's the thing. That's the thing that you <laughs> okay. watch a sla- That's what you watch a slasher film for, right? Right, right. How's Jason going to kill the kids this time, right? Um, there is a kill in a bread slicer i will say like you know it, it's that level of gory but like once it's once the gore is done like you get it for a brief snippet and then you get a break and then you get it for a brief snippet that's you know the way these slasher films work gillian jacobs sadie sink okay there's some people yeah. i know yeah sadie sink from stranger things she is in the second film in 1978 she's also in the third one 1666 flows backwards why does it flow backwards why is it if <laughs> present present tense in quotes, right? Then if so, it, it's a little misleading the way it's titled. It flows <laughs> backwards. And I'll tell you why. Um, because the last film, 1666, only about half of it takes place in 1666. Oh, okay. Starts in 1994. Someone is caught up in this whole thing, essentially kind of marked for death, trying to figure out how to get out of it. So they start trying to research into this witch's curse. How do we break the witch's curse? That causes them to talk to Gillian Jacobs, who was at a summer camp in 1978. Enter the second movie. Then they find out how this all started, which leads them back to 1666. And only about the first half of that movie is 1666, because then it ends in 1994, when they figure everything out. So that's why it's told backwards. I mean, I guess you could say Tarantino in in that regard, uh, when you put all three movies together. I highly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Can I stretch your five years a little? Yeah, absolutely. Five years right. and three months ago. Um, no, 2016. I gotta, I gotta go back to 2016. That's fine. Um, Hell or high water. Um, written. It's a Taylor Sheridan movie. Um, he did um, Sicario, and he was uh, assistant chief Hale and Sons of Anarchy. But he's he's a really really fantastic like writer director. Um, so Taylor Sheridan did um, that among other things, but that's that's one of the most underrated movies I've seen in a long time. Um, my my favorite movie of the year in 2018, um, American Assassin, incredibly underrated movie, and um, The Power of the Dog, which released last year on Netflix, 
Um, and I think was is is very under the ma- that was maybe Oscar nominated. Right? Yeah, it was Oscar. Well, okay, listen, I don't know anybody who has watched it. That is yes, that that, Except that for part maybe I believe. The Academy. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it and I loved it. I'm also I I'll say I'm also like a ridiculous fan of of this kind of neo western. Um, genre i absolutely love it if you make anything in that for like uh the jordan peele the latest his latest mo- nope. Uh, movie nope is basically a neo-western sci-fi it's so good um and uh but so you know the, the power of the dog um hell or high water you must you must see hell or high water if you haven't yet i mean just chris pine ben foster uh, Jeff Bridges, the the movie's spectacular. Taylor Sheridan does a great job, and um, American Assassin. I I can't say enough great things about that. American that Assassin. That was something you turned us on to, right? Because you would not stop talking about. it. I was like, fine, I'll watch the thing with the Maze Runner kid, and then yeah. I I watched. I was like, yeah, this guy's good. All right, all right, cool. Right. Yep, yep, yep. It's all right. Sorry, I said no to this movie. And I remember Hell or High Water was very popular when we were when we were all doing uh, the Fantasy Movie League. Um. A few years ago, we had a run a movie theater, and this was—I was like, "I'll put this on one screen." Nope, I should have put it on all the screens. That was—that was what was put in the the like the month. Uh, so, uh, have, but you still haven't watched. Still it, haven't have watched it. It's spectacular. It's on Netflix. I'll—I'll I'll have to maybe put it on my on my list this week because Nope was on my list to watch tonight, and maybe maybe Hell or High Water is is going to be it. Listen, I, I, Top Laura, you know, I, I said to Laura, it was last night. I'm like, you want to watch a movie with me? She's like, yeah, great. And, and I just, I just stopped giving her choices and I just put some, <laughs> I, so I, I put on, I put on get out, which was, which is on the Plex. Yep. Um, and she was like, you know, I can, I can see her going like, I'm not going to like this. And the movie ended. She was like, holy shit. Was that amazing? Yep. And and that's the like I, all three of the Jordan Peele movies I absolutely love. So just for anybody listening, what about um, Keanu? I, I think, Do you like Keanu? <laughs> Can't he? That wasn't Jordan Peele I'm directed just, though. I'm just I'm just busting balls. Yeah. So I'm talking about his his written yes, his, directed his, his his entry into all of this. Yep. Josh plus one for some solid recommendations. CJ plus two for giving us all access to the Plex. <laughs> Um, I, I definitely, I, I, we've talked about Jordan Peele and, and how much I enjoy him. So I'm definitely looking forward to when I get to watch. Nope. Yeah. Um, let me be clear about the power of the dog. It, it's, it's in the same vein, in my opinion, as, um, there will be blood. It, it felt very much like there will be blood. How much milkshake talk was there? Yeah, there wasn't any milkshake talk. Um, I'm over here, and you're over here, and my straw goes all the way over here. <laughs> that was actually really good. That was yeah. actually a really good impression, impression plus, too. Plus one point. For I, the I, please give him, a, give him a point I, I, for that, Daniel Day-Lewis. You, that was you good. You deserve that point. Well done. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, and look, you any- didn't have to sit in a trailer for five days with that air conditioning, yelling at people and saying, I won't need <laughs> my character in order to get it. Oh, my God. Drinking milkshakes all the time. I haven't seen any of uh, the Jane Campion. I didn't see in the cut. I didn't see Portrait of a Lady or the Piano. Um, but she did The Power of the Dog, uh, writ- written, directed, produced. And I, I'm, I'm, yep, I'm on board. So... Do you find when when you watch movies like that that if they if they give you a director that you go back and you check like their 
their catalog and yep. say, oh, maybe now I like this directly. That's the like, thing. Is that one of the things? But it is it is uh, the kind of thing where, like, I, I watch a movie that I just decided, ah, I'm going to I'm going to check this out. Um, there is another there's another director that's like that. It's uh, I will say, like, it, and while you're looking it up, Josh, it has to be like one of those films like, OK, clearly the director is what made this movie great. Writer, director, right. Writer, director. It's that I'll, kind of thing. I'll, right? I'll so, give you, I'll give you an example. Fighting with my family, right. As, as great as that film is, that movie is great. Cause Florence Pugh, I don't know if the director is the reason. Steven, that movie Steven is Merchant great. was the director, I yeah. think. Right. right yeah. but and I'm, writer. If I, well, now I have I'm, to look I'm it just, up. My point still stands. Yeah. Yeah. So in this case, uh, Taylor Sheridan, um, after watching Sicario and how much I love Sicario, basically any anything he does, I will I will watch. Um, Hell or High Water, and I believe Virgin River, uh, Virgin River, Wind River, Wind River. Sorry, I was gonna say Virgin um, River is the romantic which, uh, soap opera nope. on Netflix, the Elizabeth nope, Olsen I, Jeremy Renner movie, right? This is what you're yeah, talking about, which okay. I also absolutely very, love. I've, I've heard very um, Bone Tomahawk. Um, it was written and directed by S. Craig Zaylor. Um, he also did um, Brawl in Cell Block 99, Dragged Across Concrete. Um, these are not for everybody movies, <laughs> right. um, but I like them very much. Um, so it's it's that kind of thing. And yes, um, Taylor Sheridan for that, for, for me, is very much that way. Um, I'm not sure if I have like... You know, I mean, obviously the the Cohen brothers, I'm that, but they're like they're huge names, and I'm not going huge names, so I don't know if yeah, um, I, I found that where I, like I watch a movie, it was like you know I actually like this movie, and I didn't think I would, or oh I haven't watched this movie ever, and then yeah I look at it a director, I'm like oh okay, and then I go watch another one of their movies, I'm like oh I like this too, and then I watch another movie, I'm like oh okay I like this director, oh okay I accidentally fall into I will now like five movies by default. Because uh, I happen to like this director. So uh, I like when I find that sometimes. And then I'm like, all right, let me go look at their other projects and see what I can pull out. All right. Well, CJ, again, thank you. Uh, solid conversation. Veered off a little bit. That's okay. We, we love it. Um, so I, I will end with my mediocre topic if you gentlemen are ready. Um, <laughs> go for it. So I've actually been holding on to this topic for a couple weeks now. So I'm going to share my story and then I'll present the question for you guys. Um, I think we've all had some uh, diverse experience with uh, social apps, we'll put them in, right? You know, we were all there when Facebook became a thing. CJ and I, I believe we were in college when it was just for college kids, right? I was in high school. Um, oh, okay. I was in college. <laughs> um, you know, we meandered over to Twitter. We've had Instagram, Imgur, Reddit. We, we've all been there, right? We all either still use these things or dabbled for a while don't really use them anymore. For the most part, there is, I, I can pinpoint the moment that something, uh, a social uh, media software, let's say, had me nope the F out. For example, when Facebook opened up to everybody who, you know, could express their terrible opinions online over a mm-hmm. certain age and it stopped being about connecting with your high school friends, that was the, I don't use my Facebook anymore, right? That was the day I was like, nope, I'm good, right? I think for Twitter, maybe when they increased to 240 characters, I was like, eh, nope, I'm good, right? I recently had this experience with our latest obsession of TikTok, where I find myself not using TikTok that much recently. And I can pinpoint it back 
to one moment, and it's not the ads, and it's not the three-minute videos or even the ten-minute videos, which I have now finally come across, which I'm still not a huge fan of, but it was a specific ad. It was an ad for the movie Bullet Train, a movie (laughs) that I wanted to see, but they did this ad on TikTok, and it was like... It was like that SNL sketch with Steve Buscemi's with the tie-dye and the skateboards. Like, oh, hello, my fellow youths. Like, it was like, do the bullet train challenge. And they had Aaron Taylor Johnson and Joey King doing something. I don't know what the challenge was. They were just dancing or something like that. And I'm like, I, I watched this ad and I legitimately like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to stop using TikTok R&I. Because more and more things and people and companies, more importantly, are going to do stuff like this. And it just makes me full on cringe, right? So I have descaled my TikTok usage. I will say, Corn Kid is bringing me back. Corn. It's corn. Got the nut- it's, it's got the juice. Nut- it's got the juice. I love it. I tried it with butter and everything changed. You, you um, know the reason that that song is so good, right? It's the same guy who did Hydra Wife, Hive Your Kids, yeah. right? It, yeah. he, it's, it's just a horrific creator. Sensor. Yeah. Right. My point is, um, so hopefully something new replaces it because I, I, I that's kind of stuff. I hate that kind of stuff. And it causes me to kind of start descaling my usage of this. So I'm curious, what's your breaking point when it comes to these kinds of technologies and these softwares? What is something that happens or you see that makes you say, I'm doing this thing too much or I'm on this thing too much and I need to stop? Uh, I... I have those moments when it comes to some of the like the the technology with it. So, for example, the breaking point for Facebook for me was when they were like, "We're going to start doing facial recognition on every single photograph, uh, and if you're tagged, if even if you're not tagged in it, uh, we're going to scan it and say, hey, this is you, right?' And we're gonna we're gonna have all that. And I'm just like, okay, uh, good for you, but like, what do I get from this? Like, I get to be seen in the background of a picture that I didn't know you I was in? You get to know that you were in a picture. I was just like, you were there, uh, John, like, CJ. Like, I, you I, were there. I didn't, right. I, I, that wasn't a thing that was missing, You right? were at Jamie's bat mitzvah. <laughs> Don't you understand? There were a couple photos, right, from when I was in college where just like, this is you, right? And I'm like, first off, I don't know where the fuck this photo is from. That is not me. And if you're trying to say that's me and you tag that's me and I'm, that person's doing that thing, no. Um, uh, like, like, um, you know, I, I, I held off on TikTok for a long time because of that stuff. I, I don't have a problem with it being socially stupid. Uh, that's fine. I'm socially stupid. So I'm, I'm okay with it not being cool to be on Facebook. Uh, I have a problem when, like, back-end tech is happening. And when they went all meta and – hell, even Instagram. When they bought Instagram and got rid of the uh, – algor- they put an algorithmic feed on there instead of just a timeline feed. And, like, you can't ever get back. And we're going to flood it with ads. I'm like, I came here, just like you said, Brian, with Facebook. I came here to look at pictures of the people that I want to look at pictures of. I don't need you to feed me T-shirts. I don't need you to say, well, here's reels of this and that. Like, I don't I, – I came here to follow 13 people and look at their photos, and it's all I wanted to do. Please leave, right? I don't care if uh, if, if people want if, – if, if people want to come on to TikTok and be like, so do the, do the, the bullet train challenge because no one's fucking doing it. So it's just a really bad social media campaign, right? But for me, it's, it's the, the – backend stuff I, I i will i will add to what you said there right about the algorithm the algorithmic algorithmic you know what plus one point for using a word i can't pronounce <laughs> algorithmic um, algorithmic. algorithmic there you uh, go i get a point though yay kind of approach there of 
what really started really upsetting me, it's about Instagram and it's about Facebook now too. Well, not now, for a while now. I If I follow 30 people, it used to be I could go down my timeline and it was a timeline. Anything that was the most recent was up at top and I could like scroll through and be like, oh, CJ had a jelly donut today. Isn't that nice? And like, oh, Josh did this like an hour and a half ago. And now it's not that anymore. And now it like it shoves things up top that you th- that they think is going to be most relevant to you. So CJ had a d- jelly donut six days ago, but Josh had a jelly donut two hours ago. Why is your post above his? It's ridiculous, right? I can't stand that. So plus one point uh, for that as well. So you're going to get two points. I'll do something to help you with YouTube because YouTube is terrible with this. They're, they're rec- like, listen, no say what we want about TikTok. TikTok. Their TikTok algorithm of what do you like and who are you is freaking like spot on. Like once you start to give it the data, it's like we got you, man. We know what you want. We got you, right? It, I'll, feed you, I'll feed you, baby bird. Don't worry. Uh, YouTube's is terrible. And the See, trending page have, is terrible. I don't ever have an issue with YouTube. See, I turned off the search history, my watch history, and my search history on YouTube, and just said I only want to see the things I've subscribed to. And life has been way better. See, I, giving me I only, way more I relevant to what I'm looking for. So what I do is I just go down into my subscriptions tab anyway, and then all the stuff that I subscribe right. to is right there, and I just watch it from there. So turn every off the other stuff. They'll pop up every once in a while. They'll pop up something that I'm like, oh, that's interesting, but. Not a ton. I'm curious Josh, to hear what Josh. About you? Oh yeah, there we go. Great minds. Um, I I stopped uh, the Facebook thing. I stopped doing anything with Facebook when cancel culture became a thing. So like, the 2015. Um, yeah. No, like like the 2018, 2019 is when it when it became like a like a a real problem. Um, and. The thing is, is this man, Uh, there are, there's too large a percentage of the population who is too stupid to know they're stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, you know, the, uh, the, an even larger to the tune of like, I'd say triple percentage of the population that is smart enough to, really weaponize their incompetence at you and they're the ones who are using uh social media so i disengage completely i don't i don't view tiktok as social media because i'm i'm not a content creator and i don't interact with anyone on there um so like my for you page is genuinely entertaining for me it is it is filled with stuff i want to see and really nothing that i don't um like i you know I, I, I hear Laura scrolling and she's stopping on these videos and I'm like, how are you still, how are you still watching this? She was like, I don't know. We keep serving up stuff like this. I'm like, then you're doing it wrong. Say they're not interested. That thing knows. Yeah. It. Oh yeah. It gets and, it. And just, and, and listen, uh, YouTube, I, I wasn't, I'm still really not aware that YouTube has kind of a, a for you page. Cause I, my entire interaction with YouTube consists of, the search box and nothing else. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of great content on YouTube. And here's the thing. And, that, and, that, and that's where I think YouTube and TikTok are different from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I don't view them as social. I view them as content creation machines for my entertainment. I go right. there to watch a bunch of videos on YouTube. I go there to watch, like I, I, I follow specific people 
who do like comic book things requires things, no input things. from me whatsoever. Right? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not friends with these people. Right. No, TikTok is like a streaming service. For exactly. Me. You know what I mean? It, it is only what I want to see and not at all what I don't. And like that is, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I, I tagged you in this or I did. I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not. I'm I not share even. videos all the time. I sent you a, I sent you a Facebook message. I'm like, I don't even have the app. Like, yeah. I, yep. I don't have the app either. I, I, I don't the know, only I reason don't, I still have the account up is because of this thing. This, this, I, I can't right, have right, right. Like if I don't have the Facebook page. Right. I, there are, there are people I'm sure I, I wouldn't be able to get a hold of otherwise. I know that. Um, so like I still have an account. Okay. But those people being um, out of my life. But like I don't. Um, Some of those people are no, listening no, right it's, now. CJ, CJ, I don't. Yeah, like I don't. There, there are people that that there's no way they'd be able to get a hold of me other than that, um, because they're never gonna have my phone number. And if they did, I wouldn't have theirs, and that's okay. Um, but you know, they should still be able to get a hold of me if they need to. Um, so like that's the the accounts there for that, and like I do from time to time want to see pictures of people that I don't live anywhere near and, and wouldn't otherwise, you know, communicate with. Um, I had, a, I had a roommate, you know, two decades ago that I, I love dearly and I, I love, I love her children and I, I want to see them, you know, every so often. Um, but we like, we don't text, we're not texters. We don't do that. Right. So Facebook is, and she tags me every so often and I'll get an email that says, you know, this person tagged you and I'll look and I'll go, Oh, look at that. Like, you know, this person's all grown up, that kind of stuff. But like, I do not want to read it. I don't want to, I don't want to hear your opinion about anything. I don't, I just don't care about, and, and it is, it is like truly weaponized incompetence coming at you 24 seven on these social media networks. And I, I don't, I, nope, nope, not at all. I would love, and Brian, I know this isn't your, 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 again, tangent of it. But like, hey, I lo- I would love just something to replace Instagram, right? Give me just something else that let me view photos. And if you ever look up, what are alternatives to that? It's like Instagram's just there for more risque content than TikTok will allow. Uh, I guess so. And and two weeks no, and, that's all it two is. Two weeks behind, uh, you know, content too. Like, hey, the corn thing that we talked about, which we'll, is why everybody links their Instagram. Right, to we'll their be TikTok. on Instagram Reels in about two weeks. So in two weeks, all your Facebook friends will finally get this. Corn. This this TikTok got shut down because of uh, whatever they call it, like hate speech. <laughs> it's not right. This got taken down because of hate speech. So check out my Instagram. For yeah, it. that's 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 exactly what it is. Yeah, and that's what I'll do. But we, follow, get, we follow two different things because the things that get taken down is like, oh, this cosplay was too risque, you know? No, no, risque. it's 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 hate speech from cosplay or from. Oh no 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 no! It's people saying I get reported for hate speech. I'm uh, not actually hate speeching, no. but people hate me, so they call me hate speech. So because TikTok gets the middle finger, I, go yeah, over to I'm, my Instagram and you can I'm see. Certainly, yeah, I'm certainly, yeah, I'm certainly not saying that this person was participating in hate speech. I'm saying that TikTok said, oh, this is whatever they said. Yeah. was hate speech when it it wasn't at all. Right. I got I right. got or a comedian told a joke from a child's perspective <laughs> and they got taken down for child endangerment. Right. He is he is a comedian that plays his own son. He doesn't have kids and he his stuff gets taken down because someone reported him and these are the idiots that get filtered out of my feed. That's what I'm saying. I would love to get the uh, first off uh, anything that has meta. So here, here's like for instance, Brian, uh, of of why I won't use some things. I would love to get VR, right? I would love to do some VR. I think it'd be fun to start playing with that. 
technology, but the one that is both cost-effective and also pretty well-developed, right? Because it's got to be those two things. It's got to be developed and cost-effective is, uh, the, what is it, Quest? Is that what it's called now? I forget what the hell they, used to be Oculus, right? Right. Um, but now it's meta, and I need to have a meta account in order to do it. Fuck that. I'm not, fu- I'm, like, I'm not doing it, right? Uh, same thing with Instagram. I really want to cut that and Facebook out of my life. I would love to just have the, that kind of nerd page up on Facebook without me being attached to it in any way, shape, or form. But until someone develops a, a, a alternative to it, I'm stuck with it. And that's kind of why TikTok is now the thing I use the most because of the fact that just like Brian and, and Joss say, I don't have to make content. Sometimes I do for fun. I don't have to. I can just enjoy it and, and treat, treat it like a, a streaming service like Quibi should have been. And, um, you know, I, I can actually like that, but I would love to see some replacements. So unless unless someone's got some seed money that we could start something up, uh, you know, I'm stuck with what I've got and the world oh, is going to hell. CJ, plus it. one for the Quibi reference. Josh, plus one for the reference to uh, incompetent people because you are a very strong point there and I, and I like it. Um, all right. I think I think that's a, a good enough place to stop. So with that. I'm going to have my associate here tabulate some points. Can you, uh, Ma- yeah, Maxwell's, can, uh, can you got his abacus addition? out? Let me we're get gonna, the abacus. We're, we're going to learn addition very early. Are you ready? All right. So, are you sure about these numbers? They're correct? All right, good. Um, as hard as I tried to not be unbiased and to give this win to Josh. Josh had eight points. CJ got nine. How did this? It's the Quibi. The Quibi one put it over. It's the Quibi reference. The Quibi reference, which for some reason showed up in my recently added folder again for some reason. Oh. So I just I was just thinking about it. You're very timely, sir. Congratulations, CJ. You get to host oh, next no. week. Well done. All righty. All righty. All right. And with that, I want to say to all of you listeners, Thank you so much for listening. If you have anything you'd like to add to any of these topics, any thoughts of your own, maybe you have an underrated film that you want to suggest to us. Maybe you have a, 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 a thoughts about social media and why you nope the heck out of Facebook as well. Please let us know. Let us know on Facebook. Why not? I was about to say, ironically enough, let us know on Facebook. Use use the Facebook. We, You know why we got to dust the cobwebs off of it anyway? Actually, just... Uh, 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 on a related note, if you actually do want to leave us a comment and not use the social media site, check our show notes. Built into our show notes, there's the ability to ask us a question uh, right from our, our, our website there. So you can check our show notes and ask us things directly. But until then, thank you all for making us your drive to the McDonald's, your cleaning the house, your walk around the neighborhood, whatever we are to you. Thank you for making us that. And we will see you all next week. Well, welcome to the club, because you are that kind of nerd. Uh, hey, listener, uh, since you made it all the way to the end of this episode, uh, I just want to let you in a little something. Over the last two weeks, I was a little slow in getting the podcast episodes out, just had some stuff going on. Uh, but after listening to this week's episode, I figured I should make it up to you. You should get something for my laziness and you being impacted by it. So uh, based off the fact that we talked about Fighting With My Family being an underappreciated movie, and Brian mentioned that we had talked about it before, 
it's time to release our Patreon exclusive spoiler cast of Fighting with My Family. Uh, this is a movie that I was obviously very passionately uh, in love with. So I figured, why not let you hear our thoughts about it without having to pay us uh, a nickel? And as a thank you for your understanding that uh, I've been human and a little slow on getting the shows out. But we really appreciate you listening to it and stay tuned for the feed tomorrow when uh, we'll be dropping this episode. So thank you so much. Talk to you later.